Welcome back. We are in the third chapter of Ilhot Kilaim, Perak Shlishi. This chapter deals now with how to separate the actual plantation within a field and uh, when can things be mixed with one another and when they cannot, and what kind of separation needs to be put between two halves of uh, a field or something of the sort. Halacha Aleph. יש מינים בזרעים שיהיה המין האחד נפרד לסורות הרבה, מפני שינוי המקומות והעבודה שעובדים הארץ עד שיראה כשני מינים. ואף על פי שאין דומים זה לזה, הואיל והן מין אחד, אינן כלאיים זה בזה. There is some species of things that one may plant, that because of their different environments, different habitats, there are different kinds of the same species, and they, they are of the same species, but they present themselves, the, the manifestation of the fruits or of the trees can vary based on the climate that this particular subspecies is from. But because they are of the same species, they would not be kilaim if one were to mix one with the other. Conversely, there is some species that they look like one another, but given that they are two separate species, one may not combine them, this would be kilaim. How so? And now I have to tell you, all of these names are, first of all, extremely uh, time-consuming to research. Secondly, even if I were to give you the scientific name, it would be an obscure name. And thirdly, uh, frankly, impossible to know nowadays what exactly Chachamim referred to, but the uh, Rishonim and the Geonim have given Arabic corresponding names sometimes to some of these species. If anyone is really interested, I'm just going to say the name in Hebrew in the interest of time. Ketzad. Hazeret im Hazeret Galim. If you take Hazeret is lettuce, im Hazeret Galim is some kind, again, a species we don't know what it is, but it's a lettuce that grows in the mountains, mountainous regions. Olashim is chicory, and, and Olshesade is a different kind. Kereshim is some kind of a leek, also in Kereshesade, the one that grows in the field. Kusbar is, both are from the celery family, we don't know exactly what they are. Vehardalim Hardal Misri, mustard seed with the mustard seed from Egypt. Likewise, two kinds of, um, we'd say pumpkins, but back in the day they used to think, or they used to combine lump within the species of pumpkin, also watermelons, so we don't know exactly which these are. But all of these, although they sound like different kinds and they look a little bit different from one another, in reality they are subspecies of the same and they would not be kilaim. Likewise, uh, wheat with zonim, zonim is a different kind of wheat. The seorim shibolechual, seorim is uh, barley, shibolechual, it's unclear what it is. Some people say it's two row barley, some people say it's uh, spelt, uh, sorry, uh, oats. And one of the reasons people think this cannot be oats is because it's not kilaim, because it's supposed to be one and the same species, and oats is obviously not the same species as the barley. Veakusmin imashifon. Also, kusmin uh, is uh, spelt with chiffon. The apol imasafir, the apur kedan, aim hatofah, ufol halavan imashiruit, the akishut imamilafefon, 
והקירוב עם הטירוב תור, והתרדים עם הלעונים, אין להם כלאיים זה בזה. This is all examples of two species that they are of the same, although they represent in slightly different variations. הלכה ג' אבל הסנון עם הנפוס והחרדל עם הלפסן ודלעת יוונית אם דלעת מסרית או אם דלעת רמוסה אף על פי שדומים זה לזה הרי אלו כלאיים זה בזה And now there, there is examples of species that although they look a little bit like one another they truly are different species and they would be כלאיים with one another הלכה ד' וכן באילן also in the אילן as a refresher אילן it's not about לזרוע uh, it's not about planting them together but rather Crafting is להרכיב שני מינים שדומין זה לזה בעלין או בפירות, הואיל והן שני מינים הרי אלו כלאיים. If you have two species that look like one another on their leaves and or their fruits, if they are indeed two separate species, they would still be כלאיים even though they look alike. כיצד? התפוח עם החוזרר והפרסקים עם השקדים. תפוח is apple, חוזרר it's uh, חוזרר, some people say it's some kind of pear, but it's unclear what it is exactly. והפרסקינים השקדים, פרסקין are מחלוקת, uh, whether it's peaches, like modern Hebrew הפרסק, עם השקדים with the almonds, and this, this will be talking about the almond while it's on the tree, if anyone has ever seen an almond tree. If you take the fruit, it's a green, sort of like peach-looking, hairy kind of fruit, and you peel it, it's a very thick peel, and inside you have the seed, which is the almond, and it looks like a peach. Or, parsekin, some other people say it's pistachio. All of those things, although they look like one another, they, they truly are separate, different species. They are kilaim with one another, and one may not do harkava with the other. אבל האגסין עם הקורץ תמלין והפרישין עם העוזרדין, עוזררין, sorry, אינם כלאיים זה בזה, but these other species, they may look a little different, but they are of the same species and therefore one may graft them one on top of the other. So the rules is, again, if it's the same species, it's not כלאיים, if it's not the same species, then it might be כלאיים. Now we are going to qualify this second half and show some examples in which two species are not the same species and still they are not kil'ayim because they look completely different from one another. So again, for kil'ayim to be asur, you need these two elements. Number one, that they be of the same species. And number two, that they, um, that they uh, look a little bit like the other, one like the other. But if they are completely, completely different looking one from the other, there is no kil'ayim, even if they were of the same species. וכן יש שם זרעים ואילנות אחרות, אף על פי שהם שני מינים בטבען, הואיל ועלין של הזה דומים לעלין של הזה, או פרי של הזה דומה לפרי של הזה, דמיון גדול עד שיראו כשני גוונים ממין אחד, לא חששו להם לכלאיים זה עם זה, שאין הולכים בכלאיים אלא אחר מראית העין. So you have other seeds and trees that although they are of different species because they look so much like the other with their leaves or their fruits, and we are going to see in a bit it, it might be and, not or, then because it looks so much like one another, the kilaim doesn't apply. Kilaim is 
first and foremost visual, secondly only scientific. And now we come to vegetables that are very, they look very much alike. These are two kinds of radishes, lefet and etznon. So although they are different species, they look so much alike that they are not kilaim if you plant them. Because they are so, they look so much alike, the fruits. So to the, the lefet with the nafus. Now it's not that the fruits look alike, but their leaves, the plant itself looks alike, identical. However, uh, we said A with B is not a problem, A with C is not a problem, but B with C is a problem. Because there is one distinguishing feature that makes it very obvious that they are not the same species, even though they look alike, given that they are not the same species, then it becomes once again kilaim. And in this case, it's because of the flavor. The flavor is really different, really distinguishable between one and the other. Now we switch subjects slightly to how exactly, how to actually plant. Again, it's about visual. How much will we separate one plantation from the other so that they don't touch and become kilaim? Enough that there is a visible separation. It's about visual. However, if they seem like they were planted, mixed together, it's forbidden. And there is many different measures depending on the context, the, 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 the size of the field, the size of, of the leaves of whatever is being planted, and how far do the, the branches that come from this plant how far do they extend? If someone has a field planted with one of the five grains of tevuah, and he wants to plant a second kind of tevuah on a second field, the field, the lot next door to it, one must create an artificial separation, empty space between them in the area of a betrova. How much is a betrova? It's like a square. Ten and a half amot by ten and a half amot. And it doesn't matter where exactly this is. We are not asking for a strip of land that's ten and a half amot wide. We are asking for a square, ten and a half by ten and a half. And this could be placed anywhere along this border separating between these two fields. And if he didn't leave this space between them, then the, when the bedding comes, they are going to confiscate these fields and make them care. It's going to become Asur. However, to actually get Malkut for Kil'aim, the separation, the minimum separation with the Oraita should have been six Tefahim, which is one Amma. If, however, what was planted was plants, yerek, and then the person wanted to plant next to it another kind of plant, 
even if it is the lot, the lot is pumpkin that if anyone has ever watched Cinderella and the magic pumpkin, the pumpkins, when they grow, they extend their leaves, they branch out pretty widely, pretty broadly, and therefore you would think that you need more space. But no, it's the same din for them. You have to leave a square of six by six. Again, doesn't matter where. And if it's less than this, the whole thing becomes a sur. However, getting malkut with respect to yerek with yerek, they need to be sufficiently closed to the point that there is less than a tefah between them. And if we have a combination of the two tevuah with yarak, then we go by the more stringent separation, which is a betrova, ten and a half by ten and a half. When are we saying that we require these squares, these artificial squares, to have a visible distinction between these fields? When we are talking about two fields, two entire fields planted, Haraman does not define how large does something need to be to be a field, um, and perhaps it's just a matter of what's being called in the context of the time and the place. We don't know. The Haranim try to give this some uh, some measure. <laughs> However, if I only have one field and all I want is to plant a strip of something else, so I have Yarak. I have something that would otherwise need six tefahim, and I want to plant just a strip of yarak of a different kind, then what I need to establish between these two is telem, is just a, uh, a some sort of a, a, a ditch between these two fields of six tefahim and uh, it's um and and it needs to be wide as it is deep so obviously not you don't need the full six tefahim um you will see a little later that it needs to be at least one tefah Ramon is not this, did not define this here but so you need to have one little ditch of six tefahim which is what you'd need on the width also so here it's only length and depth and width of only one. Halachayut gimal. Hayetas adehu zeruah tevuah v'lasal izra betochas shura hat sheliyarak. Now let's say you have tevuah on your sadeh, and then you want to plant yarak next to it. Afilu shura sheliluaim shealim shelarukim usabechim. Even if it's the luaim, the laat that we said before, the laat is something that expands. So you think you need more. No, you do the same thing. You only need six tefahim between them, and you don't need because it's a telem. It's not a sadeh next to a sadeh. You only need six tefahim as opposed to ten and a half amot. And what happens if the the pumpkin actually does expand and go into the tefuah? Then you deal with that pumpkin on a case-by-case -case basis, and you cut off those leaves that are actually infringing upon the tevu'ah. 
Sorry, Harambam actually says you uproot from the grain, from the wheat, say, or the barley, if that's the case, so that the telat the, 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 the does not grow into it. And of course, we don't even have to mention that if um, if this is too uh, if this is not a field and a, and, a, and a strip, but rather two strips, one next to the other, that the smaller distance is what's required, not the not the larger distance that's one field uh, next to another. And if you did separate between the species like Hachamim prescribed, even if they end up encroaching upon one another or into one another, you're not obligated to actually uproot anything except for the delat, except for the pumpkin, the Greek pumpkin, which is uh, foreseen to grow in such a way, and therefore you always need to expand what it's encroaching upon. So if, if it's growing into the wheat, you uproot some of the wheat so it grows unim in an unimpeded way. If if between the two species you didn't do a ditch, you didn't separate this visual uh, distinction, but rather there already was some feature of the ground there. Like for example, there was a bur. Bur is an area that was, it's like virgin ground. It was never plowed. It was never uh, planted in. Nir is a little, it's one step beyond that. It's something that was plowed, but was never, was never planted. Gappa is, a, is a, a covered and enclosed space that has some kind of a fence around it. Or derech, or there was some kind of a pathway going in between the fields. Or an actual fence that has the height of 10 tefahim. Or a ditch inside the ground that's 10 by 4. Or some kind of a tree that makes shadow, it's tall enough that it makes shadow on the ground. Or some kind of a rock that's at least 10 height by 4 uh, in, in Tefahim. Given that we have the visual element, noting the distinction between these two species, you no longer need to create a further artificial distinction, and you may plant on each side of any of the things we just mentioned, species that would otherwise be kil'ayim if they joined with one another. Halachat et zayin. Bamedevarim amurim shesarich al-hakao davar amavdil, and furthermore, we are, I don't know if you realize, but we are making this less and less and less stringent as the chapter goes on. But when are we saying that a person must establish this visual distinction between two species that are being planted? This is all when the same person owns both fields. 
avali ma yatasadu zul wahdi mutalah fi al-zurab si tasyurin but if one's own field is made of wheat is planted wheat then his neighbor can plant barley right against it shanemar sadakhalu zakil ayn because the torah prohibited for you to plant your own field kil ayn it did not prohibit kil ayn that is inadvertently caused by person a planting uh, species one and person b his neighbor planting species two right next to the other that conjunction is not within sadakha your field you may not plant kil ayn it needs to be your field אין האיסור אלא שיזרע שדה וכלאיים, ולא נאמר הארץ לא תזרע כלאיים. The Torah did not say the land may not be planted כלאיים, like it said, for example, with Shemitah, that the land may not be worked. But rather here is, you may not plant your field כלאיים. ולא עוד אלא אפילו זרע בתוך שדה וסעורים סמוך לחיתים, ומשך זרע סעורים עד שסמכו לשדהה ולא שיזרעו הסעורים, הרי זה מותר. מפני שנראו הסעורים שבתוך שדהו שם סוף שדה חברו. Moreover, again, visual distinction. So we have field A and field B. Field A belongs to Avraham, and Avraham has a field that's fully wheat. Yitzhak's field is right next to Avraham's. And look at what Yitzhak wants to do. Yitzhak wants to continue where Avraham left off and continue planting wheat seamlessly. And then, by the middle of his field, without putting any separation, plant barley. So... Normally, he wouldn't be able to do that, but because everyone knows that the field A belongs to Avraham, when they look at it, they'll think that the boundary between both fields is the line separating between the wheat and the barley. And because visually, this creates an image of something that's permissible, this is permissible. מפני שנראו הסיורים שבתוך שדה או שהם סוף שדה חברו. הלכה י"ז. הייתה שדה וזרוע חיתים ושדה חברו בשדה זרוע חיתים, מותר לו לזרוע תנן של אפשטן אחד בשדה חיתים שלו סמוך לשדה חברו. וציית אברהם had a field of wheat and יצחק had a field of wheat right next to it. So he may uh, plant תלם של אפשטן, one strip of, of cotton, cotton we said is it belongs to the third kind of, of, of things that one may plant, of Zeraim, that's Zeraon Neginna. Um, and it's not something that you normally plant as one strip. לפיכך אסור לזרוע מין אחר בין שתי שדות אלו שהן ממין אחד עד שירחיק בתוך שלו. So one may plant one strip of cotton, which is something that you plant normally when you plant only a strip of it, you're trying to test the land to see if it's good. You're not growing it to sell because you need to grow a lot for it to be profitable. And everyone knows that that's what you're doing. Lefichach, I think that this lefichach follows both halachot. That's why I was slowing down a little bit to understand this. But it's forbidden 
following the same logic that you continue with your eye, the field of Avraham, to the field of Itzhak, then by the same logic you cannot plant something in between these two fields unless you respect the appropriate distance that must be kept. So let's say Abraham planted wheat and uh, it's hacked, his neighbor planted barley. One may not plant right between these two, even one strip of hardal or haria. Hardal is... Uh, is uh, a mustard, as we said, and haria. I believe it's it's something similar to to um, um, turmeric that that people uh, that people um, plant normally, or they used to plant to color the food. It was a food coloring, still is. And, and why not these two? Because these two are profitable in the form of one strip, so everyone knows that you are planting them to actually enjoy from them. However, if both fields were planted, not Tevoah, which needs a, a larger separation, as we said, but rather Yarak, um, there's something special about Hardal and Haria, and that is that they are very damaging to any crop that grows next to them, except for Tevoah. So tevoah you may not plant next to it, but any other thing, other yirakot, you may because um, nobody is crazy enough to plant the one next to the other, and therefore everyone knows that this is not meant to be kilaim. Interesting halacha, difficult to explain. I'll do my best. This is about geometry, and if you are following on YouTube, you'll see the pictures. I'm going to zoom in so you see it even better. Um, this is very important for this halacha. So if you have a field that is a square, and with respect to the square, you have a field that it's a uh, it's it's not it's not a a uh, it's, it's a rhombus it's a rhombus of sorts. So it's two squares, but one is one is twisted, one is turned, so that with respect to the first square, it's a rhombus. Okay, so see that in your mind. That's sort of what you have to have in mind for this halacha. So if you have two rhombus, one adjacent to the other, and that's how two species are touching. So they are touching just by the corner. That is fine because it's noticeable that they are separate from one another. Sorry, so, so if you have the square next to the rhombus, that's enough because there's only one corner touching the side of the square, that's enough to signify, to signal the separation. How much more so if both fields are set up in a rhombus kind of way, so that only the corners of each of them touch? Because it's very obvious that this is the end of one field and the end of the other field, and nobody thinks that these are being mixed on purpose. And this is not worse than having one field next to another of another person that we said before, you don't even need to separate uh, between them. And with this, we finish this chapter. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.